Well, what's up, everybody? This is Brothers with Issues. We have issues, Jake. You'll want some too. There you go. That 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 is our theme, and this is our. Uh, we're trying to do a, a weekly. Have, have we done a weekly? Has it been two weeks? It hasn't been weekly, but okay. it's also like it's like every kind of bi-weekly. Well, week. uh, here here yeah, we're, we're trying we're we're trying to to keep up with Dark Crisis, and Dark Crisis is not helping us. Because they were like, we're going to put out three comics one week and then one comic this yeah. week. And so we didn't really want to have like, just, I mean, I guess we probably could have talked about this uh, World Without Justice League Superman comic for 30 minutes. I guess we could have done we that. We could have, but. But like, so I, like I said, you know, we're we're trying to maintain a schedule here. I think I said this last week. We're trying to maintain a schedule here. Um, but uh, we're also trying to go along with DC so we have enough content to actually make this worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to kind of follow their storyline as well. Although I will say um, the the well, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll yeah. talk about that. In a yeah. Um, but we do have uh, a new a new segment. Ooh. Yeah, a new segment, and only our second ever podcast. Crazy. So I guess they're all new segments at this point, aren't they all? <laughs> uh, but our new segment is uh, Jake. You have foolishly decided to let fans ask us questions. I, I have. Yeah. Okay. So for so for anyone who is unaware of that. Um, also, uh, I'm Jacob. This is Josh. Uh, we are the brothers with issues. Oh, so yeah, yeah we, do, we had to do a little intro, but it's, it's okay. We're, we're well, getting, man, I got excited. You you did. You were really excited. You're excited about these fan yeah, questions, I am. you know. I'm and and I, I understand. Um, but if you have not seen the post on Instagram or on Facebook or di- or didn't hear about the on the last episode, um, we are taking fan questions. So literally, if you DM the fan correspondence on any platform. Yes, I said any platform. Um, in between the episodes, um, we will try to get your questions answered as best we can. Um, even if, if it's something you want to know about, maybe it's a character you're unfamiliar with, you want a little small little summary of who and what they are, or if it's something that you watched or read and you want our opinions on it for whatever reason. But hey, we, we Lord knows we got opinions about a good amount of stuff. We have issues. We do have issues, and yeah. you'll want them too. Yeah. So and A lot of them come from our opinions. They, they do. They do. But we do have uh, three questions for uh, for us today, and we've already three. got... We do. We have three I questions. Two. Oh, I wanted to surprise you. Oh. We have three questions already, and we actually already have one um, for the next episode that I'm saving. Oh. It's a bit more of a loaded question. Than oh, the next it's one. a so, loaded question. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and also, I will admit, I want to do a little bit more research on it myself before I try to answer. And that's one thing that we are going to try to do. We're going to try to give fairly educated answers as best we can. And for the record, if we ever say anything wrong and we screw something up and you guys do not hesitate to correct us, like... I won't take offense. I don't know if Josh will. Will you take offense? I'll take a serious okay. offense. Josh will take serious offense, but that's okay. It's perfectly fine to do that. I'm a very sensitive person, <laughs> and I am the only one that was right about anything ever. Mm, crazy. Yeah. Well. <laughs> that makes me perfect for talking about comics on the internet. It, it does. Yeah. Unfortunately, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here is your first question. Oh, Darby. We, we lost Darby Allen. We, we did. The... Okay. <laughs> here is your first question, Josh. Um... This one comes from, it says, Al underscore down underscore hill underscore from underscore here underscore. I don't know. It's, he sounds like a handsome fellow, but I'm not, I'm not sure who that is. I don't know. Sounds, like, sounds pretty pretentious to me. I don't know. There's a lot of underscores there. Now, this one actually does come from, uh, from our very own Al, uh, better known as the Red Lanyard for you all. Um, and he writes... Dear Brothers with Issues, on the last episode, Josh talked about how he hopes Dark Crisis becomes an opportunity for less popular heroes to shine and stand out. 
With this in mind, what did Josh think about the past DC event comic 52, where several B, C, and D tier characters had the spotlight following Infinite Crisis? Yeah, so I love 52, obviously. Mm-hmm. 52 is a, is a perfect example of what DC can do. So here's here's a here's a bit of a loaded um, a, a probably a loaded concept for people that they're gonna probably disagree with. But if you just take a straight on um, like comparison, DC has just a vast menagerie of characters that are interesting, probably almost to a two to one to what Marvel has. Mm. Now X-Men, of course, kind of brings that up they a do. little bit. But what I'm saying, but like just as far as like characters that are underused, you just, like, you just pull into a situation. Um, DC has that in spades. And 52 is a good example of that. Um, that 52 was an example of where you got to see characters like uh, someone like Donna Troy, who really hadn't been used since the 80s um, in the Teen Titans stuff with the Marv Wolfman and everything to really uh, come to the forefront and kind of become a the Wonder Woman of Earth um, when, since Diana. Do we need to explain what 52 is? Um, give a brief synopsis. Okay, so we, we had touched on it. So 52 you know. is... So at the end of, um, at the end of Infinite Crisis, um, there's a situation where, um, for, what, for reasons, uh, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman all need to leave. Okay, they all need to kind of like give things up for a bit. Um, and so when they do that, uh, basically all of the other superheroes kind of fill in the spaces. So this is where you get like, you know, situations where like Black Canary is a leader mm-hmm. of the Justice League. This is where you get a situation where like Black Adam becomes extremely important. Um, the Justice Society of America becomes extremely important. Uh, Renee Montoya becomes questioned. Renee Montoya becomes questioned. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's extremely important. So, like, a lot of characters that were kind of, yeah, to, to Alice's credit, uh, C and D level, really are elevated. And this is where a lot of people, you know, really fall in love with things like Ted Kord's Blue Beetle, but also, is Jaime introduced that? Or is Jaime introduced, Jaime's introduced later, in later. Infinite Crisis? But that does carry over in Infinite Crisis. That's what I thought. A couple other things. So, like, you know, but that's where people really fall in love with, like, Ted Kord's Blue Beetle and... Uh, and even to an extent, old old booster, you know, old booster gold. Um, but like a lot of these characters that um, that had been kind of put on the back burner because during the nineties, the nineties was extremely focused. I'm not gonna say on Wonder Woman, really on just Superman and Batman. Sure. Um, that was the nineties focus um, altogether, and um, Fifty Two kind of changes that. And so, yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping a Dark Crisis does. And like, there looks like they're 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 going to end up doing that if, mm. if uh, the second issue is. Any indication? I was noticing that too. Yeah, yeah, but, but we will we will get to that. We are we are still avoiding spoilers on that part. Um, all right, so I I promise I am going to have input on the third question. However, the second one, one hundred percent, I defer to you because it is a Ninja Turtles question. Okay. Gosh, so this one is from Easton. He's a good friend of mine, <coughs> uh, and it's it's pretty simple. He he just asked, "Have y'all ever read the Ninja Turtles comics?" And he says, my understanding is the originals are far different than the TV show we watched growing up. And then he also asked, also, are we expecting any new TMNT cartoons or movies soon? And so, I'm going to look up on the second one. Okay, so you do have, um, so you do have the Rise of Turtles movie, mm-hmm. um, which is coming out. Um, Netflix has put out a 
maybe a small like teaser trailer for it. What, what are your thoughts on the rise of the turtles? Well, here, okay, look, here's the thing. So I, I don't like, I don't like seven foot tall Raphael. I never have, and I, and I'm gonna have issues with that no matter what happens. Um, You've always liked the, the you like the Wolverine. You like the I, short, I well, scrappy. The whole point you know, of, I feel like that's kind of his thing. Is like he's he's smaller and it gives him a. You know, and kind of an inferior complex, and he makes up for it by just, I'm going to fight everything. That's kind of his thing. So, like, I, I do think he was a bit, but whatever. They're trying something. But you do have that, that's new. Um, as far as TV shows, I don't think there is a new TV show anytime soon, as far as I know. Um, well, is Rise of the Ninja Turtles not still that, going on, or was it Well, canceled? so, like, Rise of the Ninja Turtles seems, looks like it's going to be the end of that. Not, 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 might launch something else. I don't know. I don't know enough about it because, like I said, there's only that teaser trailer out. Mm. Um, as far as the comics, uh, yes, the original Mirage comics, it's Mirage, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, the original Mirage comics um, are absolutely nothing like the uh, the cartoon. Um, Shredder dies in the first story arc, literally gets his head cut off. Um, they're, very, um, they're very violent and graphic. Um, the concept of like Japanese honor is really um, kind of bastardized. If I can, you know, to be quite frank, um, they're just they're very they're very different. Um, and so the, the what what you end up getting with the TV show uh, is is just um, really a. I mean, it has it has so little. Um, reference to the comic that's almost not even worth uh, discussing. I mean, even down to the point where, like, in the comic, they all have the same red um, uh, mask, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and, of course, in the TV show, you know, you get the iconic purple, blue, red, and yellow. Um, so, you know, there's that's that's a, you know, they, like I said, the original comics are much different. The IDW comics that are going on right now um, are are quite different as well. Um, they've gone to some interesting places. Um, they've had several massive story arcs. Um, I heard I know City at War was considered to be like one of the better ones. City of all time, at War, correct? of course, yeah. is the is the is the biggest one. Um, but we're now we're we're hitting Armageddon games. Um, I, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, they they set up an entire a whole new uh, concept of what the turtles are, um, wherein that they are. Um, uh, Splinter and the Turtles are actually reincarnations of Hamada Yoshi and Hamada Yoshi's four sons, um, which which is a which is different. It is, it is, <laughs> which is very different. Um, I think Shredder, I'm okay with that though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, Shredder is um, uh, Shredder is now in his. I was telling Jake earlier. Shredder is now in his third life, and he's attempting to be a good guy, but he doesn't really know what that means um, because he feels like he's wasted our two lives, which fair you know because um, he's killed a lot of people um, but right now uh, not right now if you if you do want to get into the, the, the turtle comics it's a good time to do it uh, Armageddon game the opening moves which is the first part of it just came out this last Wednesday should be able to pick that up pretty easily um, and then the turtle comics right now they're gonna start Armageddon games that'd be a good place to start um, you know you should have there's gonna be some problems you're gonna be like who's who's Jenica you know, you're going to be like, yeah. uh, you know, why is Krang in Turtles, uh, why is Krang in Letterneck Stomach? Yeah. You know, you're going to be like, that's ah, a little strange. You know, uh, Baxter Stockman's not a fly anymore. You're going to be like, that's weird. Didn't okay. know about that. And he's okay. a mayor. 
He's the uh, mayor. And so, like, All right. so, uh, so you're you're gonna have you're gonna you know you're gonna have some questions, um, but it should be a good jumping off point, uh, or as good jumping off points you can get with a comic that's been running now for about 150 issues. So. Yeah. So yeah, but you you, you said it would it would be a jump, I'm sorry, you did say it would be a good jumping. Yeah, off I mean, I think it would be. I mean, okay. I I don't know as as, as weird as, as the as it can be, yeah. you know. But yeah. like, but that's the you know, guys. If if you are new into comics, one thing I will tell you, man, is like you will you will find some arcs where you're like, that's pretty standard, you know. That's that's kind of normal. Um, Spider Man hasn't really had a normal story since I would say ninety. Eight, maybe ninety-seven. Like every Spider-Man story, I would say is very different, yeah. and you have to understand a lot of backstory to really get a lot of it. But that's one thing that I always suggest to new new readers: is just jump in, man. Just find a find the start of an arc, or find a graphic novel, because graphic novels are typically just kind of they can be standalone, you know, or read read by themselves a lot of times. Um, and just jump in. And I, I know there's going to be things you're not going to understand, but that's what Wikipedia and, more importantly, the Brothers with Issues are for. Hey, and uh, also, really, uh, speaking of standalone arcs, uh, it should be a trade soon. Last Ronin was fantastic. Yes. Uh, that's a Turtles yeah. book uh, about the last turtle standing. That's all I'll say about it, but it's fantastic. Uh, fantastic from an arc standpoint. Uh, you know, you had Eastman and Laird both working on it, along with Tom Waltz. I mean, there's just, I mean, it, it was a, it's a fantastic book all the way around, uh, from start to finish, and uh, definitely worth picking up. And that is one that you can just jump right into because you don't really understand. It's what's kind of going, an Ed's world story. Yeah, you're supposed to not really understand yeah. what's happening at the beginning. The only character so. you might not know in that is Karai, but I mean, Karai's been in several I mean, iterations. He was point. in my cartoon in so, 2003, yeah. so. Um, I did look up um, upcoming Ninja Turtles films. So, as Josh said, we do have the rise of the Nin- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for Netflix coming out on August 5th. And a- another reboot film um, has been um, tossed around with Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg as producers. Um, which is going to be an animated film, apparently. Yeah. Um, uh, see, I, see, I got confused. I thought that was the rise of the Ninja Turtles one. No, it's, okay, it's a separate so it's a new one. one. Yeah. Um, and then there is apparently also rumors of them wanting to do spinoff films about each different villain. Um, at this point, I'm just assuming a la Sony uh, doing mm-hmm. the Spider-Man villains, which I don't really know how I feel about that. But, uh, uh, you know, not 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 great. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready for a two-hour Bebop and Rock City movie. Actually, you know what? A second thought. Yeah. Never mind. It might work better than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, but yes, that is uh, where we're at there now. Let me switch back. Apologies, I'm. I had another one right here. From another uh, frequent, fandom correspondence collaborator, Mister um, Johnny Marvel, who has done our fantastic logos um, that you see um, of the fandom correspondence and the one that shows up in, on YouTube. The Phantom Talk one was not done by him, but that was done by another good friend of mine, um, who I would love to have on here sometime, actually. Um, But yes, so Johnny writes to us, and he says, and this is kind of an interesting one, and feel free to add some input on this one, Josh, because I've had a little bit of time to think about it, but um, what is a school of magic slash martial arts from comics that you don't think gets enough mainstream love? And he references um, The Way of the Spider training that Shang-Chi and Spider-Man do. Mm-hmm. Um, and personally, 
So I I will admit when that stuff that stuff was going on in an arc called Spider Island, um, or at least that was like when its its main when it was really brought to the forefront. Um, and that was during the time where I wasn't really reading a whole lot of Spider-Man at the time. I had gotten behind and was just like, there is too much going on. There's a lot of people with different spider powers, including Shang-Chi and Mary Jane and everyone has spider powers. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not there yet. So I didn't read it for a long time. When I finally did, right before the Shang-Chi film came out, because I knew everyone said it was one of his best storylines, it was this really interesting this really, they had this really interesting uh, scene where they are teaching each other how to fight because each one is learning how to be a better fighter. Because Shang Chi is teaching Peter how to be a better fighter just in general, and Peter is also teaching Shang Chi how to control his spider powers and everything. It's really a cool moment. Um, honestly, man, like that would probably be one of the things that I would want to see more of. Especially, I would, I cannot tell you how much I would love to see the joint charisma of Simu Liu and Tom Holland in the MCU um, as Shang-Chi and Peter Parker, respectively. Um, I would I would go broke. I'd watch that movie all day. Um, so, so yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely bring The Way of the Spider in. Um, I mean, actual schools of magic and martial arts, I'd I'm not overtly familiar with a lot of different ones in the comics. I mean, in my um, opinion, there's an extremely easy answer to this one. Okay, well, in that case, please go ahead. Kunlun. I'm sorry? Kunlun, my son. Oh, Parker. good point. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I mean, here's the thing. is like the, the biggest travesty of, of, the, of the Iron Fist Netflix show is that I knew going into that show that just from a budgetary standpoint, they weren't going to pull that off like they mm-hmm. needed to. And if you don't know enough about Kunlun, it's like seven seven islands. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah, it's like seven islands full of just mystical martial arts. And I mean, because there's there's the thing about it. It answered both of Johnny's questions. Yeah, and it's a it, it's a it's a school it's of magic, magic and, a school and of martial, martial arts. arts. Whoa! So like, <laughs> where where in the last thing you have to do is fight a dragon at the end to prove you're you can you're deserving of its of the iron uh, fist. Of, of the iron fist. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, just the general concept and lore that goes into that. Um, is just uh, yeah. I mean, there's just so much you could do with that, and the fact that that it's you know we're probably ne- I mean I'm not gonna say never, but we're probably never really gonna get what that could have been. It's just a big sad, just a real big sad. It is a big sad, you know. But that that's that's one that I think from a mainstream standpoint would make the most sense, especially now in this, you know, because I mean in the in the context of like people who use martial arts as kind of a um, Kind of like a cleansing, meditative kind of thing. Sure. That's what Kunlun's really about. Yeah, because that's the whole that's the whole thing. That's that's Danny Rand's journey. Is like he has to, you know, get all the crap out of his system, mm-hmm. you know, and really, you know, become a newer, better person. And that's what Kunlun does. Um, you got a little bit of that in Shang Chi, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not the same. And mm-hmm. so that to me is the that's the easy answer. Um, yeah, yeah, I've. I've I would love to see Kunlun done correctly. Yeah. Um, I'm amazed you didn't say Doctor Fate. Well, because we're, we're about to get him. And are the, we about I, to get him? I, I don't know. Are we, we about are, to get him? We are. We are we? I know Pierce Brosnan mm. has been seen in the trailers for Black Adam okay. and has the helmet. Okay. So, so right. I'm not going to say that we need to see more Doctor Fate yet. Okay. Um, however. I would love that entire arc. Like, I would love to go deep into Dr. Fate. I would love to get um, 
Khaled uh, Na- Nasor, I think is how you say his last name, the the successor mm-hmm. to um, to Doctor Fate, mm-hmm. um, which would actually work really well since Pierce Brosnan's already since they're going with Kent Nelson being a, he's he's a bit older, so you could do like this like cool thing where he's like training someone. I think that'd be really cool. Um, and they have to battle like the spirit of Nabu itself to like actually gain control of the helmet mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Okay. And I see. See now. Now I'm just going on to Doctor Fate. Right, so. So yeah. See. You're right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I want to see more Doctor Fate. You're yeah, right. right yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, my friends. First and foremost, Johnny Easton, uh, Al. Thank you all so much for your questions. Remember, if you guys have any kind of comic book questions, anything you just want to know our opinions about, or anything that you want to know more about, please let us know. DM us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. We're all ready to go. And if you do not want spoilers about the Dark Crisis books, now is the time for you all to head on out and then come on back whenever you guys are ready and you all are all cut up. And if you uh, aren't reading them and just want our recaps and our opinions on them, feel free to stick around. But, uh, yeah, we are going to start talking about those right now. Cool. Okay, so we have four books we're going to go through here. Um, We've got The Flash, which is a pretty important tie-in. Um, it was that was when I learned that you didn't know who Max Mercury or Jesse Quick were. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> it, is, it is my it was my least favorite book of the week, not because of how it was written or anything, um, but because it involves two demonic little children uh, that are like just the worst, and you know, and like the smartest man in the universe. You know, we're always told Mr. Terrific is so smart, but mm-hmm. like. Like I just don't see it. I just don't get it. Like he he doesn't he never really helps anything. Have you ever noticed that? Man. Like I'm just, just saying. It's really coming at anyway, Mr. Terrific here. Uh, but we've got that. Then we've got uh, the Young Justice has gone missing. Uh, and really just not really Young Justice, but uh, Bart, uh, Tim, and I'm sorry. You mean the OG Young Justice? Yes, they've gone missing. Well, Cassie's not missing, and Cassie's Arrow not OG. a jerk, so like... Cassie joins in the second arc. Oh my Just god. Just saying, the okay. OG right, Young Justice. Okay. Oh my lord. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, alright, this is why this is going to be difficult, guys. Then we've got the actual Dark Crisis book, and then uh, uh, Worlds of Adam, Justice League, Superman. So that's what we're going to be going over. Um, in that order. So let's talk about this Flash book, Jake. Uh, Flash, what's happening in Flash? So, <clears throat> Barry Allen has been um, locked away in basically a pitch-perfect world uh, that is slowly feeding off of his energy. Okay? Um, you you agree with that? I, that's, Maybe. That's the I don't I, know. I don't that's know. The, they haven't really explained exactly what's happening to Barry. I will readily admit that. I hope one of these worlds, I, I hope one of these worlds is his version of a Pitch Perfect world that they go to, actually. Like, I really hope his version oh. of a Pitch Perfect <laughs> world is the, is the Barry Allen and the Charger well, uh, with, enough. like, you know, like, that, that, that's what I hope. Like, like, his entire life, he's just been like, you know, my life is good, but I really wanted to live a Mad Max so. Thunder, Thunder, uh, you know. So, their basic plan um, is so the way the multiverse works, Lord. I, you're you're just staring at me. You knew that you were gonna have to ask this question. All right. So basically, the way that the multiverse works, and it's kind of the way that Mister Trivik describes it, <coughs> is that if they find a berry of a different universe, they would be able to triangulate 
where he is in the multiverse, like Thurberry in the multiverse. So yeah. basically, so hold on real quick. The okay. best part about this is Mister Ifrit being like, "We've lost Barry like five thousand times." So like, what we did was on this last time, <laughs> we were like, "We're gonna copy your energy onto these little wristbands," and so like, we're going to be able to try and find the energies that are closest to what you are. You know, we're just going to be looking for you that way, mm-hmm. okay? Because this is true. This is a storyline that we've seen a lot where, like, yeah. Barry's just like, I don't know, I'm in the Speed Force, I'm running now, you know, so. Uh, but anyway, carry on. Um, so they are going to go to different different universes and attempt to find him. There's a lot of, like, backstory kind of leading into this with um, um, Wally and uh, Wally West and Linda Park, um, his wife. And with, as Dota so eloquently put it, his two children, Jay and Irie, um, which Josh also had apparently no knowledge that they existed. I had no idea um, they existed. I am not a, <coughs> I'm, I am not up on the Flash. Okay, gotcha. I will just readily admit I have nothing against the Flash, um, but like I don't know much about what goes on in the Flash life. I don't know many Flash facts. Oh. How about that? Oh, crazy. So, um, so <laughs> like, imagine me reading this book with the smartest man in the world and all these Flashes. <coughs> and there's like, hey, we've only got like six of these little bracelets. The most important bracelets in the world right now because that's what we're going to use to find Barry Allen. And imagine my amazement when two little kids just show up and just steal these bracelets. Just, just snatch them. You know, and just so <clears throat> that's kind of where <laughs> that's kind of where that story takes off. It's really a lot. Of, this issue was a lot of setup. Um, obviously, there's going to be a lot of interesting things happening in the future in the future issues because the setup to this at the end, if I remember correctly, because I remember two of them, but I thought there was a third. <coughs> also, please excuse us on the call. But the Kentucky weather is difficult for yeah. us. Um, it's and it's been it's been kind of messing with us. So please excuse that. Um, yeah, okay, so we've got one. I th- there's two. So, like, the two little demon is there, children. Is there a third one? The two little demon children end up in a world where it uh, looks like, uh, looks, like, um, looks like Batman Forever. Yeah. And then, like, a lot, a lot Batman, of Batman shows up behind him, or, or a Batman. But it know. is also, but he has the Flash symbol on Okay, so it's Batman so, and Flash, you know. Crazy. And then... Um, let's see, is it Jesse and... Let's see who ends Jesse up Jesse and the guy from Batman Inc. So, Jesse Jesse Quick and Max Mercury. Okay, they're the ones that end up in the Fury Road. Yeah, because yeah. it literally looks like it... Like, it looks like it is a Mad Max... It is definitely a Mad Max callback. Like, there's no way around it. And as Doc said, yes, Barry Allen is driving a Charger um, and has goggles on, and they're just out in this desert. And then the last one... Because and this is what this is where I was getting confused. Um, the last one is Wally is both versions of Wally West, mm-hmm. the the pre New Fifty Two and New Fifty Two version. Which I just realized how insane that sentence made me sound. But I'm gonna leave that for another time. If you all would like to know more about the two Wally West, let us know, and we will we will definitely answer that in the next uh, episode. Um, but the two versions of Wally West end up in the world where that Barry is trapped in. Um, which is like once again like this like 1950s silver age nuclear family kind of yeah. kind of Id- idyllic world basically yeah. um, 
And Where Captain Cold is not a threat at all, and they just kind of run yep. around, and it's really easy to take them down. Yep. And like, and it's all just know, kind of fun, yeah. and, and you know, old cum and stuff, yeah, stuff like exactly. that. Like that's the that's the kind of style uh, that that it is. Um, one thing I will say about that, um, it is really cool. I don't know how to say that name. Um, hang on one second. The artist on this, one thing that he did. Um, which I'm going to talk about. Hmm. Alright, I'm going to try this. <clears throat> Amanke Nahelfan. Mm. Which I know I am butchering. It is A-M-A-N-C-A-Y N-A-H-U-E-L-P-A-N uh, So I'm butchering that name, but the artist is very, very good. Um... Uh, they maintain different uh, styles all throughout this comic. Like I said, they go to those three different worlds, and each one is very distinct. Um, and it's just it's really cool to see, in in my opinion, especially because the the last world, the world that Barry Allen is stuck in, they are constantly using the old school pointillism, yeah, uh, in, in a very uh, pronounced way. And so it's really cool to see. So that's that's one thing I would do. It's really an like interesting story, but yeah. I just. Uh... Man, those two little kids, guys. I know, you're just, you're just not a fan. Those yeah. two little kids. I mean, like, I mean, it's the worst. Like, they're even, like, talking about how horrible they are for doing this as they're doing it. So, like, it's not even like, oh, look at these little little scamp kids. No, it's like, these are two brats who know they're brats who are doing brat things <laughs> that might have just doomed the multiverse. So, you know, you know, they're, you know, fine, whatever. You know, okay. Uh, next, we've got um, Dark Crisis, Young Justice. Like I said, um, so this was this is a sad book. Just, it is just sad it's all the sad. way around. Yeah, it's sad, and then there's a boob lady, and then it's funny, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it's sad again. Um, it's, it's like, like it's like what are you talking about? Well, I mean, it's like you know, but that's the only way to describe it. That's the only yeah. way to describe it. I don't, I, I don't. Who is that person? I don't so, know her at all. What? It's very clearly Jeff Johns' character. Like, there's know, no way it is. No, it's um. Oh, who is the first Young Justice writer? Is it Peter David? I think it's Peter David. That does not seem like a Peter David. I'm, I'm just saying. I need, I need. Hang on, hang on. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it I up. I mean, I'm just saying. Anyway, while Jake's looking it up, um, so basically, we start out um, and like, you know, everybody's doing. They're going to the funerals. Um, they're going to the memorials um, for the Justice League. For the Justice League, yeah. Sorry. Remember, we're still running on this concept that Justice League is dead. Uh, that's the everything that's happening in this runs off that. And so they're going to these memorials, and everybody's kind of having these moments of, of just kind of, you know, not really understanding what they are. Um, you've got, you know, uh, you know Connor, who is like, you know, Connor's just come back from the dead again, um, and like, you know, and he's he's even talking about the fact he hasn't he hadn't talked to Superman in like a month. Uh, you know, Tim Drake, of course. You know, as uh, as Cassie, I think, puts it at one point, is like, you know, he's he's the one person who chose to be Robin, but now he can never be anything else, um, which is an interesting take on Tim Drake, but it's probably correct, actually. I think he's the only, you know, he's the only one who hasn't moved on, and I think he's the only one that probably couldn't move on. Um, and then you got Bart, and, like, you know, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, Cassie kind of describes him as someone who, um, you know, he was faster than Barry and Wally, um, but, you know, doesn't know what to do with his own speed, doesn't really know what to do with his legs, um, you know. And so, like, you, you get this, like, interesting psychological profile from Cassie and everything. 
Um, but like, it, it really gets kind of depressing pretty quickly. You know, they they meet up with Arrowette. Uh, was Arrowette part of the first Young Justice team? She is the second. Uh, she is. She joins up when Cassie joins okay. up. Okay. So like, his Young Justice was so like, I guess. So the fir- <coughs> so the first Young Justice is Bart Allen, Impulse, Tim Drake, Robin, and Connor Kent, Superboy. Okay. It starts with the three of them um, being kind of chaperoned by Red Tornado. And then the team builds with Cassie, Arrowette, and a little girl named Secret, who, once again, I'm not going to go into that storyline right now. Mm-hmm. That is, that'll be another, for another time. Right. Okay. Um, but yes. But, um, so yeah, it's, it's just a, uh, it's, it's just kind of really sad. Just sad all, all around. <coughs> Excuse me. Arrowette doesn't really want to have anything to do with Young Justice. Um... You know, she's kind of moved on with her life, um, you know, and, and you know, the all, all of them are kind of acting out. And at one point, Cassie says, you know, I wish they would disappear or something like that. And she turns around and they have disappeared. Um, and then in what is kind of like, I kind of understood this, but at the same time, I didn't understand it because, like, you know, Cassie's going around and, like, trying to be like, look, they just were there and then they weren't. And, like, you got Black Lightning and... Hal Jordan standing right there mm. when they disappear. Two people that are fairly reasonable mm. and, uh, you know, and they're just like, well, you know, I don't know where they end up, you know, but like, you know, they're probably just mourning, you know, and it's like, Cassie's like, no, they literally, they literally disappeared. They literally disappeared. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, it's, it's a really weird situation where, <clears throat> you know, like, uh, I think it's Wally who says to Cassie, like, you know, look, we just can't deal with this right now. You know, we've got all these problems happening. You know, either you know become part of the solution, or you know you need to leave essentially. And like the idea that you can't see this is part of the problem, or this is a problem, um, to me is just kind of weird. Um, it, I, I agree. It kind of struck me kind of strange, but like <coughs> it was one of those where it seemed like it was kind of written backwards, like you know, because this is going to very much be a Cassie story. I mm-hmm. mean, it definitely seems that way. You know, Cassie's like, we have to, um, you know, she's like, I'm going to find them. If no one else helped me, I'll do it myself. And so, like, so, anyway, they all wake up back in, I guess, back during the time of the original Young Justice. Is that what I'm supposed yes. to say from that? Yes, yeah. They all wake up then. Um, they get a Young Justice alert, and they end up fighting a woman. The Mighty Endowed. The Mighty Endowed, Okay. And like, I am not making that up. And her powers are so she is part of the new gods, um, like a very like B tier part of the new gods, where basically her genetic structure was changed to where, once again, I am not making this up. Her bust size was increased to such a level that it now has hypnotic abilities. Sweet. Also, okay. yes, created by Peter David and Todd Newock. Wow. Um, All right, well, David, that one, that's a hard one to defend, my man. <laughs> yeah, I, it's hard for me to defend. Um, anyway, they end up fighting her. Um, you know, she uh, she hypnotizes Connor at one point. I don't. I guess it's. I guess it's weird, guys. I, I'm gonna be honest. The, these are this and Wally's demon children were two things I did not expect to come up when I said we're going to do recaps of the Dark Crisis stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, they end up fighting them, and at the end of it, Cassie shows up uh, 
to the younger Cassie, uh, Cassie from that era, shows up and, uh, you know, because they're losing to her, which is kind of embarrassing when you think about it, like a lot. Hmm. Uh, but then Cassie shows up and kind of saves the day. Yeah. Um, and so that's basically that book. I, I don't know what to think of this book yet. Um, I don't know what to think of, like, what they're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I don't particularly like the presentation of any of the characters in it yet, but I'm going to give it its full breath, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does seem like every character in this thing uh, has a very kind of selfish motivation kind of thing, which, you know, like, I understand, like, the whole point of this is, like, well, they're young, they're teenagers. Yeah, but, like, at this point, we've seen all of these teenagers. This is their third crisis. Yeah. So, like... They've all grown. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. What did you think of it? So, for me, I... Cassie is difficult to take. And, and here's why. And, and... It's strictly because this storyline follows Trial of the Amazons. Yeah, the, where she's the, completely different. She's completely different. Yeah. Um, and she even brings up stuff about Trial of the Amazons, and it's almost like it's almost like she was present, but she was not affected by any of the events of the, of those books. Um, and that's nothing. To, that's nothing against uh, Megan Fit, Megan Fitzmartin, the the writer, um, um, because I. I'm almost wondering if she, I think, I think she, yes. I'm almost wondering if she wanted to do, <clears throat> if she wanted to do this kind of story, but she, it, it, this almost feels like it was meant to be like an Elseworlds story. Like, it, it almost feels like it was not meant to be part of Dark Crisis. Which, <coughs> in all honesty, I think I would like this a lot more if it wasn't part of Dark Crisis, because, because like you said, Josh, if if we've already lost the Justice League, we've lost we've uh, excuse me, we've lost the Justice League. We've we don't know where Barry Allen is, and now we have three other primary characters disappearing. That's an issue. Like all, like why why would you not assume that those were correlating? Particularly if you were talking to, I mean, Wally West, well, Mister Terrific one again. Those, one of those characters' uh, powers. Ties directly to the multiverse. Fair, yeah, Bart, Bart Allen, Bart Allen, exactly, exactly. Um, so it does seem kind of odd, but I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, I, even even if we weren't even if we weren't doing this, I would still want to read this through because I do like the Young Justice team. Like the, I, I, all the characters, I do like them. Um, however, there is one character who stands above here, and it's one character that I do. I, I'm kind of kind of upset that you said you didn't enjoy the representation of these characters and that's Connor Kent um because although it is kind of like the Connor Kent like reverting back to the 90s version very 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 quickly um I will always have a soft spot for the 90s Connor Kent because he is utterly ridiculous yeah I mean Um, I do too but 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 also like this is this is this is you know Connor, you saved the world. I know, Cass, isn't it so cool? This is this is after that. That is true. Okay, that is true. Yeah. So like, it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't flow. Mm. In my opinion, like I said, these are these. Are, so, so one of the issues with this goes back to what Scott Snyder did in in uh, Death Metal. Mm. One of the issues with pushing all these stories together and making them all canon is now I can't read one of these books and be like, 
Well, you know, I guess, I guess Cassie's just a teenager. Well, no, Cassie, you're not. You know, Cass, you see, you've seen multiple incursions at this point. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, Con I guess Connor's just a teenager. No, Connor, you gave your life, you know, to save the world. You know, like, I mean, so, like, to, the idea of, like, I'm just going to be a pedicure teenager at Fez is really hard for me to take. And I understand some people would probably say, like, you know, I guess you'll never say teen years or whatever. That's fine, whatever. Okay, but I'm just saying from a storyline standpoint, mm -hmm. if now all of them, if now all the stories have happened, okay, which is what which is what I'm taking from this, mm -hmm. if all stories have happened, then we have to make these statements. These characters have grown, mm -hmm. um, and it just kind of seems like you know, I don't know. It's it, 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 every everyone's character just seemed a little off to me. Um, like it was closer to, you know, we're going to have the characters react in a way that makes a story move forward as opposed, as opposed to having the characters react how they should react. Um, because, like, this should be a two-second story. It really should. It should be like, what, Bart's missing? Oh, hold on, let me go deal with that real quick. You know, <laughs> like, that's... I mean, that, that's what it should be. You know, because, like, if Bart's missing, that's as big an issue as Barry missing because Bart could be running around the multiverse and just wrecking stuff that's because he's, cause that's happened before. Yeah. So, like, you know... Um, For those who do not know, uh, canonically, Barry and Bart are the only two that can, like, actually enter the Speed Force, like, at will. Right, yeah. Like, that's the whole point of Mr. Mister Terrific needing those right. those bands. So, so yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. Um, like I said, I'm... I'm still... I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Um... I like Megan Fist Martin. She's been kind of like a she's a big kind of up and comer writer. So I do want to see what know what she does here. But I do, I, I still stand on my earlier statement. I think this was meant to be like one of the, um, like a standalone kind of book away from, away from Dark Crisis. Personally, yeah. I think yeah. But. Speaking of which, let's move to uh, Dark Crisis Two. Oh yes. Um. So I know. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I know this is a ten out of ten for Jay. Um, <laughs> it is. It is not a ten out of ten for me. Um. But uh. But I mean, it's 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 really good. It really is. Um. I have. There's one scene I have issues with. And you're probably know which one. I've, I've got a guess. <laughs> so like Nightwing, comes out. Oh yes. And like, and like, he's like, he looks around, and like, the Titans have all just been utterly defeated by people I cannot name. Okay, like I have, and so like, you've got Raven, daughter of Trigon, and she's like trapped in like this like Witcher Yerdin sign, and then you've got like, you've got. You've got Starfire, who's just like being held. You've got like Cyborg, who's like got some like someone's foot on his back. You know, like it's just like it's like, it's it's just like who are these people and how have they taken out like once again heavy hitters here? All okay, right. I'm, I'm I'm double checking who's, who's I mean who's name, got name what I, I right. defy you to name three of those people, Jake. Okay, hang on. Okay, so. Man, my starting point. Uh, Crazy Quilt has Cyborg. Crazy Quilt has Cyborg. <laughs> Crazy Quilt. So the last time we saw Crazy Quilt, he was literally falling to his death naked in Endgame. You yes, remember that, I right? I remember this, yes. Okay, so anyway, Crazy Quilt. Um, <coughs> uh, Felix Faust has has Raven. So is that, that Felix Faust? Is that, that, is that yeah, who that is? Yeah, that, that, that kind of follows. It's so it, so for those of you who do not have this at home, it is kind of hard to see because it's right in the middle of okay. the two pages, and it is a splash page, so that does kind of uh, track. Um, 
the tattooed man has Roy Harper. Which I, don't, I don't buy it. You don't. You don't, don't buy, buy the tattooed I don't even, man. I don't even Roy like Harper. Roy Harper. Don't. I don't buy it. Okay. Um, right. I do not know who has Starfire, and I think that's Mammoth that has Donna Troy. So yeah. So I Mammoth. think Mammoth is taking out Donna Troy, guys. Yeah, Mammoth. Mammoth, as in one of the the, Mammoth the hive guys, yes, is taking out Donna Troy. Uh-huh. Like this is just like and like it's like I would I, so, uh, okay. Oh, all right, before we move kill, forward, kill, before, Killer Moth is there. Before we move forward, <laughs> before we move forward, all right. I want you to explain to me hmm. how is Crazy Quilt taking Cyborg down? So <laughs> I like doing this in our podcast because I get to describe this image. Mm-hmm. All right, so from the look of it, um, Crazy Quilt is shooting lights out of his head or his hand from the look of it. And from what it looks like, there's just too many colors for Cyborg to handle. That's that's literally what it looks like. Um, And I'm not certain. (coughs) My actual hope is that in between issues one and two, it was all just Deathstroke taking them down systematically and just being like, here, hold this. That would make way more sense. That would make way more sense, okay? But like, I don't know. It was just, it was just weird. You know, it's one of those things where like we don't get to see it happen. So like, we're supposed to. I mean, here's the thing. It's it's literally just like, hey, we're gonna do this. Like last week, it was really, hey, we're gonna do a trapeze, you know, act, and then like all of a sudden, it's like there's a 300 villains blowing up the Titans. Yeah. So I mean, I get it. I understand. It was just weird, okay? Like it is. It's weird. Raven and Starfire. You know, I mean, by themselves, they should be able to take out a few of these guys. I, there is, there is in no world where Crazy Quilt's powers should be keeping Cyborg down. I don't care what anyone says. I, okay, I, I agree. But anyway, no, I'm, go, I'm with you. But anyway, with you. going back to getting the comic. <laughs> okay, so like we've uh, where we last left off. Okay, mm. was uh, Deathstroke decided to take down um, Titan's Tower. Mm-hmm. Um. He is, uh, he, at this point, he's like, we're just going to kill all the things. Um, his big thing that he wants to do this time is he wants to kill Nightwing in front of everybody. Everyone. Okay? And so, like, he, he pulls out Nightwing, gives him a sporting chance, and then Jake writes a, um, <laughs> and then Jake writes a two-page splash page uh, where they have a fight in Nightwing, even though he's been beaten half to death, beats Deathstroke. Um... Um, and, uh, you know, and so then, um, there's a moment where Deathstroke's like, okay, well for round two, you know, you get to pick one, one of the little students, uh, and decide, you know, who gets to fight me next. And so Nightwing basically being Nightwing, uh, it's like, you know, if you just want, if this how it ends, you know, if all you want is me, you just go on and shoot me. And of course, you know, as I mean, I, I mean, I mean, like, did, did anybody know not know what was going to happen? You know, I um, I, I knew. <laughs> so, you know, um, this, you know, so far we haven't seen much of. We've seen a lot of John of John Kent. We have not seen that much of uh, uh, Yara Floor and um, uh, Jace uh, the Fox. Jace, Jace Fox, Fox, yeah. Um. I'm really hoping to see more of them moving forward, um, and maybe let's get them, you know, more in positions of, of, uh, you know, in places of uh, uh, importance. 
because I think they're all interesting characters. Um, but uh, it it was quite a a moment where uh, you know John just kind of jumps down and goes, "You missed," you know. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a great moment, you yeah. know. And uh, you know, and of course they they go back together, and then and then as if like. Like, oh, we're going to annoy Josh some more. Deathstroke's like, here's Hank Henshaw. And, like, out comes Cyborg Superman. And, like, and it's just, it's just, it's just, you know. It it, it, it really was like Deathstroke's entire plan was to annoy yeah, you. Yeah, it was like, just like. for two straight issues. Yeah, it was, it was, it, you know, here comes Cyborg Superman now. Okay, all right. Like, I'm know. trying to think, what other DC villain would actually annoy you more? Probably not more than Cyborg Superman. I, I can't so, think like, of one. Cyborg Superman, you know, first and foremost, he's a joke character to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, 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 was, he was literally a joke character. He's, he's a dig at the Fantastic Four. Um, and, like, um, you know, like, now I, now I can see is, like, Max Anis going pooter, you know, go, yeah. or, or Elijah Wood going pooter, you know, <laughs> run, you know, thing. But anyway, um, but, like, you know, he, he's a joke character to begin with uh, that they gave extreme power to for no reason under the fact that, like, 90s, cyborgs. And, like, he, he comes around all the time. And this when he shows up, uh, John Kent and Cyborg uh, end up being the crap out of him. Um, but, like... And Cyborg uh, says you keep giving Cyborgs a bad name. <laughs> Sorry. Which was, I mean... He says you keep giving Cyborgs a bad name. Which was just a great, like, Cyborg line. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So you have that happen. Um, but, to me, the interesting thing about this... Um, was Deathstroke hearing voices? What do you think of that? So, having not read Shadow War, which was the <clears throat> Batman and Robin and Deathstroke storyline leading mm-hmm. up to this, um, I didn't have a whole lot of backstory for it. But it seems like it's Pariah you, talking to him, right? It does seem like it. It seems like it's it could be Pariah. So maybe because you had told me that at the end of Shadow War, uh, spoilers if anyone ha- else hasn't read it, you told me that at the end of Shadow War, basically the premise was that the Lazarus Pits have always been in, infested with demons, pretty mm-hmm. much, and that's why they corrupt anyone <coughs> who gets into them. Um, and so that's what happened to Deathstroke when he finally went in. It literally drove him mad. Mm-hmm. So. But like you said, it also very clearly seems like Pariah because it even has the the lettering is the is the black and is the the inverse the 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 white letters on on a black mm-hmm. on a black uh, bubble, um, which is how Pariah has been speaking in this comic. So I'm kind of thinking it's Pariah, but at the same time, then but then my next thought is, well, what is his plan? Which once again, I know it's it is the second issue of seven, so mm-hmm. I know that we. We have more to come, um, but I was kind of, I was kind of iffy on it because I don't, I don't really know what is going to, what is going to come from this. I don't know what's happening from here on out. Um, also, what is Deathstroke's plan for these people that he is leading? Because I can't imagine that Deathstroke is telling Mammoth and Crazy Quilt. We are, if he is following Pariah, we are following a interdimensional being from, like, the, isn't it like the negative multiverse or something like that? Like, it's not the dark multiverse, it's like a negative, it's because each world is yeah. like negative one or something like right, that. Yeah. So, technically it's like the negative verse, I guess. Um, so, 
I can't imagine. So I'm wondering, what is he promising all of these guys that are basically mercenaries? Like, what is he promising Prometheus? Like, what is what is he promising that man? Who is literally the inverse of, like, the worst version of an inverse of Batman. If don't you don't know. know who that character is. Um, but, uh, but yeah. But actually, Josh, I've got a bigger question for you. What about your boy Black Adam at the end of this? Well, I mean, you know... I, here's the thing about Black Adam is that um, he's gonna be played by du- by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Thank you, appreciate that. <laughs> um, the thing about Black Adam is, um, you know, is that you know he made the statement that, or that, you know, he thought that Nightwing, basically, we took from him, they thought Nightwing should be the one leading the Justice League. Um, and he's like, you know. He basically says, uh, you know, the blame for this all falls at your feet, and like, which I think is a little unfair, um, because nobody knew any of this stuff was going to happen. Sure. <clears throat> um, and if anything, you know, like he's trying to train the next generation, so he's doing, you know, what he's supposed to do. Um, but you know, Black Adam's basically like, you know, well, you know, if no one else, because like <laughs> Tom Ken's like, if you're so good, why don't you do it? And he's like, you're right, this burden falls to me, which. He's the last. He's the last member of Justly alive, as far as he knows. Mm-hmm. So it's really he really should have been the one, quite frankly, the the kind do of do something, do do more than what people, he's doing. Yeah, you know. The problem is he's never been that guy. Sure. You know? uh, he's never been a he's never been a leader in that way. You know, anytime he's joined, where it's the Justice Society or the Justice League, he's always been more of just kind of a, you know, I'm here to offer backup kind of thing. But do you not? Uh, okay, but. Me personally, I think that actually kind of works for like this character growth, though, is that he's learning from characters like Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. I mean, is he? Because like, here's the thing: like, you know, once again, I love Black Adam, but the the concept here, of course, um, is that Black Adam only knows one way to lead, which is basically by being, you know, a benevolent dictator. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. Um, that is not probably not the way to lead a Justice League. Fair. You know, and so it, it's going to be tricky because I do think, you know, the I think the end of this is probably going to end up being with, you know, a younger Justice League stepping up. Mm. Which, by the way, here's the thing: like, <laughs> if you read Future's End, the end of this book, you know, we do have uh, is it Namisa? Is that her name? What is uh, which one? Joe Mullen. Oh yes, but yeah. She's um, uh, they. Also, oh, the, they excuse us. What 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 is their name? Uh, it's Joe. Uh, no, you're yeah, right. It's Joe. But, but there's a. They had a comic. There was a comic, and oh, the uh, name uh, was Far Sector. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But um, they're on the future Justice League. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, with Yara Floor and Jonathan mm-hmm. Kent and uh, Jason, other people that I don't know. Um. I think there's an Aquaman or maybe an Aquawoman. I it's, can't uh, it's the it's Andy. It's oh, the, it's Andy. The, okay, uh, gotcha. I can't remember what her actual name, her code name is, yeah, but, but it's it's it's, it's, it's Ar- Ar- yeah, Arthur's yeah. Uh, or daughter. I thought is it daughter or granddaughter? That's granddaughter. Uh, who's his know. son or who's his child? I don't know. Crazy. Uh, well, anyways, <laughs> either way, <laughs> I don't know. Might be daughter. Uh, anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, but, uh, but what ends, of course, you know, is that uh, Joshua Williamson is like, oh, man. 
if there's one thing Josh Harsey wants, <laughs> it's some Kyle Rayner. It's some Kyle Rayner, exactly. Um, so <laughs> we break. Kyle, I, I don't. Kyle Rayner was in prison. I don't Apparently. know. Who knew? Um, you know, and so um, you know, he's he's just, he's got a gun. He's shooting people. Um, this guy goes, "You shot me," and you know, like you know, uh, he says, "Consider yourself lucky." If it was John or Guy, they might have left you to fend for yourself, not me. I'm the sensitive artist type. Which, you know, why, why, why are we kicking John Stewart in the face like that, Kyle Rayner? You know, what, what, what the heck, you know? In fairness. No, no, no not in fairness. Uh, okay, no, no, stop, stop. <laughs> we, we, we do not mention John Stewart in the same, in the Breath, same sense as Guy Gardner. As, as Guy Gardner, okay. okay. Please don't fair, do that. Fair, fair, all right. <clears throat> you know, but anyway, um, uh, he's breaking out of prison. Uh, Hal and uh, Joe show up and uh, save him. Um, and you know they give uh, Hal gives him a ring. I, why does he not have a ring all of a sudden? Josh, I have no idea what's going on with Kyle Rayner. Okay, right, I was well, just Kyle surprised have, as you Kyle were. Kyle didn't have a ring, um, uh, but he's about to have a ring again. Apparently, so here comes Kyle Rayner. Okay. Here we go. And then yeah. Kilowog and Salak and all the <laughs> basically the ending shot is the end is, is the Green a Lantern lot Corps. of the the main hitters of the Green Lantern Corps yeah. coming um, out. So they're coming they're coming around. Um, you know they um, um, that that's an interesting uh, aspect of you know of one of the things I, I am like about Dark Crisis is like well let's we're gonna have to pull in everybody. Mm. Um, so we're going to pull in the Green Lantern Corps. Even Kyle Rayner. Even Kyle Rayner. <laughs> um, but we're going to pull in the Green Lantern Corps um, to, to try and help fix some of this stuff um, because we've lost one on Rome, but also we've lost the Just League. So now we're open up once again to, you know, all types of cosmic issues. Um, you know, and so I, I did. I, I, I thought that was a, that was an interesting way to end the comic. Um, you know, um, but I, you know, where, where, do you, where do you think we're going with this though, Jake? Um, I'm. I have a lot of thoughts, uh, but first, I do want to clarify something. Apologies, um, Joe Mullane, You were right. It, it is she. Uh, I was mistaken because the flash on the Justice League, on the younger Justice League, is is uses they them pronouns. So excuse me on that. Um, however, <clears throat> where I think this is going, so. We're basically setting up. It's it's kind of interesting because we're we've we've got a fight on two fronts right now, okay? Because you do have the you do have the younger generation basically being targeted by Deathstroke. Because the entire point of Deathstroke's attack is that the older generation cannot protect you. Like Nightwing was literally about to be shot, admittedly for you, but the old for all of you, but the older generation cannot protect you. So Deathstroke even says, if I find anyone wearing a costume, they're they're dead. Okay, and so that even goes like there are characters who who even say, you know, I'm not dying for this. You know, and so they and so they turn their back on everything that they've been taught. Um, and it really kind of it's it's interesting because from a storyline perspective, it almost seems like that part of the storyline we are already we are we move very quickly to the all hope is lost um moment um in a lot of ways in in that sense of we do we have a younger generation like like even to the point where there are you know panels where like raven is holding beast boy who by the way is alive we forgot to mention that um um how do they explain that so uh 
they basically said uh, they always wanted to see if it's shape if he could shape shift, uh, you know, even if it meant shot in the head. So, so basically, he changed into something strong enough to withstand a bullet. Pretty I don't much. know. Just basically, like, will his brain go back together if he can shape shift it back together? So gotcha. Okay. So, huh? That does make that. No, it doesn't make sense. But no. we'll, we'll take it. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beast Boy not dead. Okay. Um. But, like, the tower's been destroyed, you know. Your younger generation doesn't feel safe anymore. Your your new your new guys don't feel safe anymore, basically. So, it does seem kind of interesting that they are... It's a it's a battle for hope, at, that, at least on that front. And then... Which is interesting, because Pariah's already said that hope is going to be the greatest weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he's going to turn that against them. Which actually would follow along with everything else that's going on. Um... But then it also looks like we are really amping up some heavy hitters on on our side because, of, like you said, all the Green Lanterns coming up. And I'm actually going to toss you a question, Josh. Okay? Three other characters. Who do you think Black, Black Adam is going, is going to bring in for his, for his squad? Because I, I legitimately think that that's what's, going, that's what's happening is that we are going to get a Black Adam, like, strike force. <laughs> well, it so, says at the end. Training day of Black Adam. So, there so you go. I don't know if he's bringing any or people or not. Um, I've got picks if you don't. Here's the thing. Um, you know, uh, what is Sinestro doing right now? Mm. That's a good question. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, like, I, see, the thing is, like, you know, with the with, with all this stuff happening... You know, there's there's all these like anti-hero characters that you just don't know where they're gonna fall on. Sure. You know, like who are your picks? So my picks, um, first one's gonna surprise you, because the first one was Naomi. Um, well, Naomi's, I mean, all but, of, Naomi's already on that team, right? On, was she not on John's team? On John's team? Yeah. Uh, the Justice League, you mean? Yeah. Uh. I can't remember if she joins up or not. I thought she said she didn't. I could be wrong, but anyways, like I'm, I'm, but even even that, I'm assuming that team doesn't really go anywhere. I'm assuming like they they don't. Um, <clears throat> but to me, Black Adam, and even if she does, I would say that Black Adam would be able to persuade her because that's kind of their. They have this kind of. It's a tenuous friendship, but. Black Adam and her kind of they each see each other as the outsider, mm-hmm. and so that's a that's a that's a kinship that they have together. Um, because of that, I think Naomi would be his first pick. Um, I think I, I I legitimately think that his thought process is going to be if Dick Grayson cannot do it, then I'll go I'll go with Jason Todd. And so I really think bringing in uh, a Jason Todd, a more a, the more brutal of the Robins, <clears throat> would make more sense. Um, so that would be my second pick. Um, my third one might surprise you because we we've already seen him in here, but I think I think he'll go cyborg. I think I think those three are people that that he will look to. Um, as people that would be that would be able to withstand what's coming. Um, so I think what you see there is going to end up being your pick. No, I mean, I mean the people getting targeted there. Oh, I think that's your Justice League. So, Cyborg, Roy Harper, Raven, Starfire. No, Donna Troy. No, Jake. What the are you talking the... about? Oh, 
Those targets. Okay. So for those who don't understand. <laughs> So for those who don't, for those who don't understand at home, there is literally <laughs> there's a splash page like at the top covering which is which is what which is a picture across two pages um, at the top covering the Titans being taken down, and then directly under is a group of eight people I think mm-hmm. eight people being targeted. Um, with little crosshairs over their faces, and it looks to be the new Doctor Light, Yara Floor, Jace Fox, uh, Supergirl, Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle, uh, Damian Wayne, Aquaman, which is uh, for Calderon, for those of you who are Young Justice fans, and then uh, our boy Firestorm making a comeback, which I would. Firestorm's a character that I would love to see again. I would love to see him get brought back to the forefront. R- Ronnie Raymond or Jason Rush, either way. Because um, he has not been shown at all, like, recently. And and that's something that I think people need to understand. <clears throat> Certain of these characters have had, like, six-issue miniseries and different things like that where they're being published. But the thing is, is that if there's not a big push to showcase those characters, i.e. in an event comic like this, then people aren't going to buy those six-issue miniseries. It's just typically not going to happen. Don't get me wrong, there are some that are critically acclaimed, but when me and Josh are talking about, you know, these characters haven't been doing a whole lot, we're not taking anything away from these, um, from these, like, miniseries and different, like, times where characters have been at the forefront of their own books... But if the publisher itself is not pushing towards them and is instead just showing, once again, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, which, for the record, we love them, but if they're not doing that, and that's kind of what we're talking about when we say that these characters aren't getting the push. And so that's why I think Firestorm would be a really interesting one to get a push and going forward in this. Especially, with, just, like you said, that eight. Like, I feel that like does make sense. Those tar- since there were targets on those people, that, um, that means something. And those are eight heavy hitters. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, your your weakest member by all technical reference is the new Doctor Light, which even she, like, I feel like she, I feel like she could probably throw down pretty well. Um, but yeah. But uh, overall, just r- real quick, uh, just overall thought. I loved this book. I love everything Josh. I love Josh Williamson as a writer so much. I love everything that he has set up. Daniel Semper. I'm. I'm convinced is me if I was an artist because like I'm convinced that 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 Joshua Williamson was like I need a Deathstroke and Nightwing fight like to the like the death basically how do you want to do it and he writes this massive just splash page of all these different fight scenes all these different punches and everything it's just such a cool moment um and it's just it's just beautiful, and then and then of course at the end, then John Kent has to save him as he's trying to sacrifice himself for everybody. It's it's pitch perfect. It also follows along really well with everything that Tom Taylor has been setting up um, in the Nightwing and Superman Son of Kal El books. I just want to point out something real quick. Oh yes, I'm going to make a Josh statement. Okay, on the back of the on comic, the back, there are the they're advertising the Hershey's with the characters on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're saying discover new voices. Yara Floors says, We have so many battles left to fight, so many stories left to tell. Hmm. Jake, where is Yara Floors' comic? So, once again, 
a lot happens in Trial of the Amazons, and a lot happens in the, and I'm assuming a lot is happening in this. I'm expecting Dar Floor to have one going forward. I'm expecting this to not have New 52-esque ramifications at the end of Dark Crisis, but I think you are going to see a lot of new books and a lot of new just, voices, like you I'm said. I'm just very annoyed um, that we don't have a comic, because our comic was good, and uh, there was no reason yeah, to cancel com- it. It wasn't canceled. Like, it, it ended It ended, It ended. ended timely with, with Tyler Amazons. I mean... Okay, well then... The, but then now, bring it back, She's yes. on the back of a Hershey. She's on a Hershey's saying we have stories left to tell, but I don't know about these stories, man. Look, man, I'm... <coughs> look, also, Joelle Jones is, t- is probably tired just, somewhere. Listen, like, that woman is very busy, and she does so much, DC, and she's great. They have literally thousands of people that can do this thing, okay? What I'm saying I is... I want like, Joelle Jones I again. agree, I want Joelle Jones <laughs> too. But I'm just saying, like, it's DC. You can pull this off. I'm, I'm really tired of, like, hey, guys, you know, we, we gave you... You know, you got your... You got your, you know... Indigenous Wonder Woman here, right? You know, she's on a Hershey's bar, but, you know, we got a pop figure out of her. Yeah, so we did our job, right? Yeah, we did we did what we're supposed to do, right? This is, this is good. She's Brazilian, you know, by the you know. way. I'm, I'm just going to let that pass before before we move on. Just, you know, like, only indigenous people in one place in the world, apparently, I guess. I don't know. Okay, we're going to go on. We're, we're going to go on. Uh, and uh, we're going to look at Superman um, uh, Worlds of Justice League. Uh, the backup is <laughs> poor Aquaman, always the backup. Um, first thing I noticed about this book, um, you know, how are we going to give him to pay a dollar extra? We'll give it the extra card back cover on the on the book, um, which we haven't seen in a while. It has, uh, it has been, it a, has bit. been a bit. Um, but, um, the d- uh, Death Metal were the, were the last ones that did that, right. actually. Yeah. Um, Jake, you really like this. I loved this yeah. book. So what did you like about the Superman? Talk so, about it. So when Josh and I were first talking about this, um, Josh was very, oh, is this the same thing they did in Forever Evil? Um, and in my opinion, he's wrong. Um, and, and I think he's kind of come around I to I said my, I was wrong, by the way. And he there was is, no reason to actually make that statement. I was about we, to say he's I come said around I was wrong to before my, we even... I, I, just, I just like proving that you're wrong sometimes. Okay. Um, it's, just, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's an issue of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Anyways, um, so basically like I was talking about with, with Barry Allen and with the other Justice League, presumably they are in these idyllic worlds that are made perfectly for them, very similar to the um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the it's the plant that is given to Superman and for the man who has everything. Um, my assumption is that's kind of what they're going for, and through that, Pariah is feeding off of their energy and their hope to then charge what I don't know a mega laser or something I, I don't know what what whatever whatever we're working towards there okay um god I hope it's a giant tuning fork again I just I, I just hope we, we go classical with with the crisis um, but um but so Superman's world when I first read it it took me a while to understand what they were going for because Tom King just throws you in because he's like I'm Tom King you all know who I am you know what I do um and so he just throws you in, and what it, what Superman's world basically is, is it is him with Lois raising John Kent to be the next 
Superman as a teenager, and he he starts off and he's got this little he's got this su- Superman suit that is very similar to the first like old school Robin suit, which looks kind of weird, like in not necessarily like in comparison, but just you know, it looks weird because it's not Robin. It's it's super it's Superboy, you know. So that that part just kind of kind of looks weird. But it, I mean, it looks it's drawn very well. It looks great. Chris Burnham is just knocking out of the park this entire book. Um, and what keeps happening is they are hearing, they are hearing these voices of this other planet, this other world, um, both John and Clark are, where terrible things are happening, like Apocalypse, uh, Darkseid and the rest of the world of Apocalypse are taking over different places, and what's interesting is that Superman is trying... Clark Clark is trying to stop John from going out and dealing with that. I kind of take it as because he knows what this what this truce that they have with Darkseid is holding together. That they're not going to take over this world and everything else like that. And because of that, he has to teach John how to keep himself in control and so on and so forth. But John, being... Uh, once again, I'm reading it as the truest version of, of Clark's hope in this world. It keeps going out and he keeps pushing the edge of, I have to save these people, I have to save these people. And then ultimately it k- kind of comes crashing down until finally at the end, John is just completely Superman. He just is. And he's the next generation. And it took me a while to understand what he was doing because there's a lot of scenes where it's like, oh, well, John's kind of difficult in this. He's kind of difficult to raise. He's kind of difficult to to talk to. Um, there's a point where Lois seems very upset with him. Um, but then, like, the more I started to realize it, I was like, what Tom King is doing is that he is solidifying that what Clark wants more than anything, like his ultimate want, even, even to the point of for the man who has everything... He wants to be a father. He wants to guide his children. And in this, you know, the entire point of, I mean, I don't have children. Josh doesn't have children. But anyone who does knows that there are moments where you are arguing with your with your children. You are you are arguing because they want to do something and you know what's you know what's better for them. And then sometimes they teach you something before the end of it. And that's really the whole point of this book and that's why it works is because it is a perfect way to solidify that of who and what Superman is even while he is technically being mind controlled for lack of a better term um, so yeah no I loved everything about about that story however it is sad because it's it's something that I know isn't going to stay for a, for a long time because it's it can't because that's not what it's almost too perfect. Um, and so instead he'll have to eventually come back. Um, I'm assuming that this doesn't end with our heroes actually being dead the entire time. I could be wrong. I'm hoping not. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I love the story too, but, um, I have a completely different take on it than Jake does. Oh, okay. Um, because the, you're right. It is a story about parenting and all that. and And that's correct. But it's also about, and this is this is where the the hope and all that stuff comes from, but also where you know it's a little wrong. It's also about Superman being utterly selfish, 
Fair. Because that's exactly what is happening in this book. And, like, the thing is, like, if you contrast this, what's genius with what Tom King does is he's contrasting this with what's actually happening in the Superman books right now, which is where Superman's off-planet, and he's fighting in World World. And mm-hmm. that his whole thing is, like, he's missing... He's missed, he's missed out on John growing up because he lost John in the Brian Michael Bendis stuff to begin mm-hmm. with. And that's how John ends up aging up, you know, to eight, 17 or 18, however old he is. Um, I just realized that the entire point of this book is he is, they are the ages between 13 to 18. 18 that he missed yeah, out on. that he missed out on. So the thing oh. is, is like, you know, and so like this is him saying like, look, you know, I'm Superman and I'll protect my world because once again, this is the world without Justice League. Mm-hmm. And I'll protect my world, but I'm not going to be beyond that because my family matters to me that much, and I want to raise my family. And that's why the angriest he gets is when uh, John goes and tries to fight Orion by himself. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know. And so that's the that's the point of the book is like it is yeah it's a hope, but it's a false hope, and it's a it's a wrong hope because it's something that even at the end, like you know Clark you know makes a statement like. You know, I was there, Lois, I saw, I was here, I saw him, I got to see him grow to the man he had to be. I didn't miss it this time, not for anything, I wouldn't trade this for anything. And, like, that's ultimately what he wants, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not so much a father, but it's to be a family. And, you know, he, he missed out on those important years of John's life. And so his hope is, you know, or his weird hope here. Because uh, I think that's what it is. You know, I think these are like dark hopes. Um, is that, you know, yeah, I got to see it. You know, I, millions and millions and millions of people died. You know, uh, planets were raised. You know, uh, Dark Seed, you know, took over a lot of stuff. You know, I didn't start a Justice League. I was doing this all by myself. But I had Jonathan with me. And so that's that's what I wanted. And so I think that's, that's, where, that's where the book is... is genius to me because it's something only Tom King can pull off because everything Jake said was absolutely correct but the problem is that Jake needs to read a second time to see that that dark yeah. side on the under on the underside of it because it's right there mm. um, and so and that's that's you know and that's what Tom King does mm. you know um, yeah. that's why he right now is like mm. one of the best writers in the world okay gotcha uh, I, but, I, I, I haven't really read anything about yeah. his before this I know, you know huh? so you does, know. He, does he do anything with Batman he does or? a lot of Batman oh, okay yeah, gotcha he does Batman Catwoman which is fantastic and if you haven't mm. read you should um, but, uh, but yeah and uh, so but after that we do get our Aquaman story um, very similar story very similar storyline but there's also a dark so I'll, I'll try again there's a dark current on the Aquaman storyline. What is it? I just read this, like, literally right before um, we started. Hmm. But see, like... Hmm. So in the Aquaman storyline, what's essentially is happening is they're waiting, um, they're going to do... Uh... Uh... <coughs> <coughs> The couple's renewing their vows. Um, who I'm not overtly familiar with. Who was it? Um, Atlanta and uh, Arthur's father. That's what I thought. Um, okay, all right. The kind of big characters. Okay, you hold know. on. Keep 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 that in mind because I I, th- I figured that was Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out if that was supposed to be Arthur's father or not. But they just kind of they say it and they kind of move on. Whose name I can't remember. Yeah, but anyway, 
Um, so you have this wedding. You know, you have all these moments like Jackson and uh, uh, and uh, Black Manta are close again. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Black Manta is Aquaman's sparring partner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have this like moment where like one of Andy's villains uh, is you know gonna blow the entire place up, um, but like one of the speedsters, maybe the speedster that's in the new is, is the, the, the the new the new one. I can't. <sighs> I can't remember. Oh, Jess. Jess is their name. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Jess, you know, stops all the bombs uh, before anything happens. Um, Arthur gets the punch of the guy. They have this wedding. And then Arthur figures out at the end, you know, that you know, he's like, I've been dead before and I've come back, which I thought was kind of funny because mm -hmm. it's true. Um, he figures out at the end. Um, but the dark current there is that Atlantis is separated from the rest of the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because every... Oh, look, even the others are there from the mm -hmm. New 52. Right. Um, but once again, they are all separate from the rest of the world. You are absolutely correct. So, you know, it. it I'm, I'm intrigued to read these. Um, at first, I was like, ah, oh, this is another book to pile on. Oh, look, there's another Hershey's ad. Yeah. Um, for that character that doesn't have mm -hmm. any comics. Um, but anyway... Mm. Um, the uh, I, I'm intrigued to read these because I, I do I do think you know they've been done really well. Um, the next one is Green Lantern and Hot Girl, I think, or Hot uh, Man. I know it's Green Lantern. They doesn't it doesn't say who. Yeah, okay. it's, it's just, it's just World Lantern. Justice League Green Lantern. So um, I, I like. I'm, ass, I'm assuming it's because I can't remember who. I'm assuming it's like one of the one of the main five, and then. One of the other characters, yeah. like uh, so, so Superman, Aquaman makes makes sense. Uh, Green Lantern and Hawk Girl or Hawkman or yeah, Hawk Girl because I can't remember where is Hawkman right now. I don't know. He just he's out doing things. He was at the World Forge last time we yeah. saw him, but that was exactly. that was ages ago. That was, that was, that was ages ago. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he just out there. He's just out there being like I got some inf metal. Mm, yeah, doing the thing. He's doing the thing. <laughs> doing the thing but anyway uh so well, that I, was i need to work on my themes yeah um you know yeah <laughs> um no nah, it's, it's it's a superman story so you're you know you're you're drawn into look how nice superman uh, that's but true like, yeah i'm blinded but there's there's a lot going on in those books um and uh yeah so i'm i'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens in uh, in the green lantern one uh moving forward um so yeah so that's our Dark Christ recaps mm -hmm. right now. Um, Josh, I think our next episode will actually be switching over to the other side of the comic book aisle. And I think we'll be doing our first part of... Uh, we're going to do some... Some some, ju some Judgment Day. We're going to do some, some acts. Yeah, because we've got... Because we currently have the prequel book right now. Um, or the prologue book the right prologue now. prologue book. And we and got Hellfire Gala. We have Hellfire Gala. And then next week, I think, is the first... I think it's the first issue of Judgment Day. It's not next week; it's the week after because I know cool. I know it's late July. Well, so. then we'll. Uh, I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm are, definitely are you, ready. Are you sure you're ready? Oh, I'm definitely ready. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Let's, let's end the Eternals. Mm. Hashtag end the Eternals. end the Eternals, man. Okay. Man. Hashtag end the Eternals. Um, yeah. Hashtag Chloe's out deserves better. Yeah. Fair. Than the Eternals. That that I will agree with. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, on, on that note, on that uh, on that very Josh note, uh, we'll we'll close here, 
and uh, remind you that Phantom is for everything. Thank you for listening. And uh, like Jake said, if you have any questions or anything that you want to hear us rant about, please let us know. Hopefully by the next time you hear us, uh, we won't be battling the Kentucky crud. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but uh, y'all have a good, uh, good day, good evening, good afternoon, good night, wherever you're at. And uh, thank you for listening.